G'day and welcome back to Homestyle Green. I am the host of the show, Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and uh, it has been a long time and uh, apologies for that. But I'm back on the mic today. I've just stolen a few moments to come down here into the cave and record a few thoughts. Now, it's, it's been a while since I've got on the mic um, because I have been doing quite a few other things and just trying to figure out where I where I want to take uh, Homestyle Green and um, I, I am really committed to this cause so I do want to carry on and, and I haven't been able to keep up the consistency of shows that I would like and I think would be ideal but um, that's part of the reason I was really keen to, to get down here today and, and just re- record a, a short podcast to, to say day and uh, to say that I'm still here and uh, really keen to, to carry on spreading the good word about sustainable living and and green home design and um just on that note i i think for those that don't know me um my my day job is involved in similar sort of thing i i am very involved with homestar which is the the comprehensive rating tool for homes in new zealand and uh that that potentially causes a little bit of conflict of interest for me, which is, is a bit of a challenge. But uh, I've, it's a great team to work with, and they've they've given the blessing of the show, so um, it, I, I can continue to uh, to create this podcast and to to share ideas and get the conversation going on Homestyle Green. But I should point out that um, while I have a great opportunity. Uh, through Homestar to meet awesome people and learn about what's going on out in the industry. The the thoughts that I share on this show are my own, and uh, any views expressed in the show are, are separate from Homestar. So, just need to make that clear that um, I I don't speak on behalf of my any past or present uh, employers during Homestar Green. It's it's all about me, and uh, but not really. It's all about. It's all about you and it's all about the questions that you have about your home and how to live and uh, more sustainably and, and how to design and build more sustainably and in a stylish way. Because we're not about uh, mud huts or, or eco-homes, or we could be mud huts, but as long as they're stylish ones, I'm very keen to uh, present sustainable living and green living in a, in a cool, functional and stylish light because I think that's important. I call it sustainability by stealth. Now... Um, I am also really keen on hearing from you if you want to be on the show, and that might be a, um, something regular. If you're you've got a keen interest in this field, or if you've just got something specific that you'd like to come on and talk about, and maybe join me for an interview or or have a discussion on a specific topic. So if that sounds like you, uh, I would love to hear from you. It's always great to to um, be talking with someone else rather than me down here by myself in the cave so um, please do get in touch you can get get in touch with me directly at comments at homestyle green or visit the facebook page or the blog and, and contact me through there love to hear from you now today I, I thought i'd run through some notes that i made um, a little while ago on, on a blog entry which was about heating and I, i've discussed heating a little bit before but there are some general principles that I laid out in a in a, a blog recently called uh, "What is the best form of heating?" and this came about through uh, going through to the, the Auckland Home Show, and it was one of the most common questions that we got asked on the Home Star stand was, "What kind of heating should I use?" 
Now, that's not an easy uh, question to answer because there are quite a few different things that impact that decision. And I thought, well, I, that's the kind of answer that I hate getting. Oh, well, it depends. It's not really useful. So I thought I sat down and thought, what are the guiding principles that would apply in any situation, regardless of, of your home and your lifestyle uh, and how you operate your house? Uh, and this is what I came up with. So these are Matthew Cutler-Welsh's home heating guidelines. Number one, the most sustainable form of heating is passive so what does that mean? Well, passive heating is basically using the sun as much as you can. Now, if you take that to extreme, there is a, a philosophy of a passive home, which essentially uh, gets all its heating energy from the sun and doesn't need any additional electrical or other, other form of uh, fueled heating. Uh, it can be done. can be done in quite cold climates as well. And uh, there's a couple of examples uh, here in New Zealand that are going through that process at the moment of designing and building a passive house. But stepping back from a full-blown passive house, which is a, a quite a, a strict criteria and, and certification, there the, the principles of passive design should be applied in any new home. And the key principle there is facing the house uh, towards the sun and the good combination, the correct combination of glazing, uh, thermal mass and insulation. Those are the three key parts to, to good passive design. And we won't go too much more into that in detail today um, because there's quite a lot to talk about just on just that aspect. But that's number one. The most sustainable form of heating is passive. And the beauty of that is it's free if you do it right. All right, and moving on. Principle number two, the second most sustainable form of heating is wood or some form of wood now this is surprising for a lot of people because they think that dirty old log burners or or open fires aren't terribly clean and that's true and log fires open log fires are very very inefficient so we're not necessarily talking about open fires here the old style nice flame and put the fire grate up and and having the naked flame right there you can toast your marshmallows on uh most of the heat from a, an open fire like that goes straight up the chimney. The The best form there is uh, a log burner. So a modern day um, a box, a metal box that you put the, the fire inside and uh, the house gets toasty warm. Now the reason why that is so sustainable is because it's, it's basically a closed loop. We grow trees, you burn the wood and uh, it, it's a closed carbon loop. So that is, particularly in a place like New Zealand where we have a reasonable forest industry, although plenty of people would argue about that, um, it is a very sustainable form of heating because the trees are essentially a renewable resource. Number three, heat pumps are single room heaters. Now heat pumps are very, very popular in New Zealand. Um, about something like 80 to 90% of the heating option chosen for in the Warm Up New Zealand program uh, were, heat, were heat pumps. They are a very, very good option, but they are a single room heater. Unless you have one that is a, a ducted system uh, or a multi-head unit uh, system, they're pretty rare. By far, the majority of heat pumps installed into houses uh, or, or split, split system reverse cycle air conditioners, they're called in other countries, 
they are designed to operate in a, in a single room. So that's something to bear in mind if you're thinking about uh, maybe a second heat pump if you've looked after the lounge room and now you want to move on to the bedrooms. Really, you're going to struggle, uh, depending on the configuration, to try and heat more than one room, say more than one bedroom, with a single heat pump. Uh, guideline number four, homes with solid fuel burners are generally warmer than those with electric heating. Now that's kind of uh, going back a little bit to, to guideline number two with regards to um, wood. But wood burners just put out so much more heat. So if you take a large heat pump, for example, a typical output of that might be about 8 kilowatts for a large one. They do get slightly larger, but um, if, you, if you think about 8 kilowatts, it'd be about a, a reasonable size big heat pump. A lot of modern efficient log burners can put out more like 12 to 15 kilowatts of heat, so almost twice as much. And if that's in a similar size lounge room, that's going to spill over and it's going to make the whole house a lot more cosy. So... Statistically, homes that have a log burner or some form of solid fuel burner, heater, are kept and maintained at a much higher temperature or a higher average temperature than electric heating. Number five, your roof will not heat your home. Now, there's a bit of a controversial issue because a lot of ventilation systems have in the past been sold on the principle of free heat uh, in air quotes there, inverted commas, uh, free heat really only exists if you have good passive design and that, like I said, is a function of good glazing, good thermal mass and good insulation. It's got nothing to do with fans blowing air around. And there's some good research backing this up, uh, which basically found that the, the average heating benefit of trying to blow air down from the roof cavity, if you even have one, is about the same as putting on five light bulbs. Uh, and I've got some links to that research in in the blog, and I'll put them in the, in the show notes of this cast as well. So number five, your roof won't heat your home. Guideline number six, water is a much better way of moving heat around than air is. Now the example I use in the the blog is about a V-dub Beetle or a combi van. They're those uh, noisy cars that drive around that are pretty cool these days and very characteristic, very distinctive. And they're distinctive partly because they're not very common as a, well the air-cooled air engine is not very common. And it's not very common because well, it worked for the VDAR, but it didn't It didn't um, translate very well. And, and basically most other cars just found that cooling the engine with, with liquid is just so much more effective than trying to cool it with air. And that's just because of the capacity of liquid to move heat around. In, in the case of an engine, it's moving heat away from the engine. Um, it's just so much more effective at doing that than air is. Now, what does that mean for the home? Well... A lot of uh, people, when they think about central heating, they immediately jump to ducted systems and having a, a, a burner somewhere that's heating up air and blowing that air around the home. Now, that's all well and good, uh, but the inefficiency of moving that air around decreases the overall efficiency of that system. So if you can go to a system that moves heat around using water or, or some other form of liquid, 
that's a much more efficient way of uh, moving that heat around than air is. So the natural result of that is the basically the popularity, or that explains the popularity of things like radiators. And radiators are a very, very good form of heating because they're so, so efficient, uh, as opposed to ducted uh, air heating. Um, basically, yeah, just blowing air around does work, but it you, you lose quite a lot of heat in the ducts. And because the air is moving in the room, that also produces a, a little bit of a cooling effect. Um, basically, air moving past past your skin, even if it is warm, um, it it does, does. We do feel that as a draft. So um, the how we how we sense uh, heat is is a is a combination of issues from direct uh, sunlight or, or radiant heat, but it's also uh, impacted on on air movement and and the air temperature around us as well. So, um, so yeah, the ba the basic principle there is if you can, if you're looking at a whole house system, which is a good way to go, try, if at all possible, to move heat around using liquid rather than air. Um, all right, moving on very quickly, guideline number seven, insulation is always the first step. Insulation is always the first step. And uh, I keep coming back to this, that um, it all comes back to insulation, really. And I talk about this quite a lot because it's such a big problem uh, in New Zealand and, and I think in other places as well that our houses traditionally uh, in lots of parts of the world have just been so poorly insulated that we've got a long way to go. And um, it, it just makes so much sense that you need to have good insulation for your heating to work. And I, I have seen cases where quite a lot of money has been invested in a pretty flash heating system and there's mediocre insulation and that's just literally throwing your money away or up the chimney or out the walls and out the, out the roof wherever it's going because that heat is just going to escape so it sounds pretty common sense but it's amazingly common that people start thinking about heating before thinking about insulation and you, you've got to get a plan for getting the, ha the home insulated um, because if there's no way of maintaining that warmth inside then there's no point in having a, the latest and, and fanciest heater Okay, and my final principle, having just said that insulation is always the first step, principle number eight is insulation is not heating. So what does that mean? Well, uh, it, it's kind of it's one of those common sense ones, but again, it's amazing. Uh, I think there's quite a, a lot of perception out there that just by insulating your home, it's going to make it warmer. That may be the case if principle one applies. That is, if you've got some form of free heating coming in passively. If you do that, if you've got some good sunny side windows, um, nice direct sunlight coming in to warm the space, then by providing insulation, it's definitely going to make your house warmer. But if you have no way of actually warming the house up, then you can put as much insulation in there as you like. It's still not going to be warm. Uh, in the blog, I liken that to wrapping up an ice block. If you wrap up an ice block, it's not going to warm up the ice block. In fact, it'll just keep the ice block colder for longer. So you need to apply insulation first, uh, but you do need to apply some heat to be able to actually warm the home up. And we have discussed in the past already about where that heat might come from um, and as I said already, principle one is always a good one to refer back to. Try and 
if you're choosing a site or if you if you're designing a home that's why it's so important to try and get that sun in there because the more you can get that in there then you are getting that that's that true free heat uh getting the, the passive heating going on so that's uh that's it just recapping um those quickly again number one the most sustainable form of heating is passive number two the second most sustainable form of heating is wood number three heat pumps are single room heaters only principle number four homes with solid fuel burners are generally warmer than those with electric heating uh, principle number five your roof will not heat your home number six water is a much better way of moving heat around than air is principle number seven insulation is always the first step and number eight insulation itself is not heating Alrighty, i hope you found that useful and uh interesting like i said it's great to be back on the microphone and i'm sorry for the long uh period of time that i've been away but i'm really keen to to uh, carry on and please do get in touch with me if you've got any questions uh, if you'd like to discuss any particular comments and if you'd like to be on the show as well then I'd love to hear from you um, if you'd like to do an interview or if you've got a, a particular um, concept, idea, even a product that you'd like, you'd like to discuss it'd be, uh, be great to hear from you please write to me, comments at Homestyle Green and you can visit a webpage at homestylegreen.com or us, you can look at us on Facebook slash Homestyle Green Love to hear from you. Uh, keep warm, stay well, and enjoy your home. <laughs>